0: with chris graves hi welcome back to get mad with yours truly i am chris graves Uh, my guest for tonight is the host of the dose of reality show podcast that's been around for quite a quite a long time uh brian s stavely welcome to the show brian
1: hey thanks for having me on
0: man appreciate it hey no problem and uh, i think uh i think you're a fellow uh, new englander am i right or am i wrong
1: you're right. I grew up near Boston in a place called Lowell, Massachusetts, um, but three years ago I moved to North Carolina, so I'm in the Carolinas now, but I, I grew up and lived in Boston, uh, Boston area for 43 years.
0: Okay, yeah, so I'm coming from southeast uh, now, so basically 15 minutes away from Cape Cod,
1: basically. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, my mom, my mom and some other family members live out on the Cape. Oh, that's <coughs> awesome.
0: Well, just uh, for for everyone out there that is not familiar, uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, about how your show came about, and uh, we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, so uh, I guess up until 2010, I was what you would just consider like a normie, you know. Um, you know, didn't really question too much of the media or, or anything like that. Um, and then I kind of had this jumping off point, and what had happened is uh, – you know, I, I believe the official story of 9/11 up until that point. You know, um, and then all of a sudden one day, I kind of had the urge to look for something else on the topic, and I went on Netflix. And you know, it turns out that this is more disinformation uh, than than anything else. But at the time, I saw a movie that was presenting something that was much different than what the media presented about 9/11. Uh, it was it was had Nicholas Cage in it. A movie called The World Trade Center. Uh, It pushed a lot – what I know now to be a lot of propaganda, but in the movie, I'll just tell you, uh, it showed firefighters uh, stuck in the elevators at the bottom of the buildings, um, and they showed explosions before the alleged plane had hit the towers. So that kind of sparked something in me to just go on my own journey and start really digging deep into this. Then, of course, when you start unraveling the 9-11 onion, I mean it just keeps falling apart and falling apart. So – to make the long story short of how my show started, uh, right away I knew I had a passion for this and I wanted to put my voice out there. So just within a couple of months, like maybe two or three months, uh, I built my website. I started hosting podcasts on it, taking calls on 9-11. I would talk other things too, uh, but for the first you know couple years, really, really, really heavy into, uh, into 9-11 and then um, – You know, I never really wanted to get on YouTube or anything because I knew the censorship that was coming down the line and the stuff I was speaking about with 9-11. It's kind of a very taboo, and I'm sure we can get into that. But eventually in 2017, after taking a break of doing content for about uh, two years, um, I saw a lot of people pushing unnecessary fear porn based off of rabbit trails that I knew were nonsense in the truth community. So I came back. I did a few podcasts on 9-11. And I started talking about the shape of the earth, the Mandela effect, and uh, a lot of other things. And then in the middle of 2018, I started doing videos, and now I've been making videos for about five years. And that's pretty much where we are now. I don't really do podcasts anymore, but um, my whole archive is still up. People can go on my website and, and check everything. So I covered all the other stuff too. In between, you know, the shootings and you know yeah. the stuff like the stuff like that. That most people, once you start looking and seeing fabricated events, you start to kind of dig into it. But I kind of transitioned away from that a little bit over the last several years, um, not focusing my energy on stuff that I know is fake already. But it's, it's great that people still do it. And we can definitely get into as much of that as you want to. So oh, I pretty much yeah. pretty much started with I had a passion for people to not live in fear. You know, Of course, initially, it was the, the anger and shock of seeing that our government and the media would lie to us about 9-11. But of course, we, we evolve on our journey, you know?
0: And that's all we've been doing uh, for the last three years—is living in fear. <laughs> yep. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. We
1: can which, we, we can we can talk about that a lot too. And I've made a lot of content during that, including uh, yes. took 15, 15 flights in a row during the height of it with no mask on to show people to not live in fear, not to back down from any of this nonsense. I've done a lot of videos on the street talking to people about COVID, and uh, you know, a lot a lot of stuff, a lot of
0: lot of well, coverage wait. of that. Right off the bat, let's just give everyone uh, the address for it. I'll have that in the show notes for everyone, but let's just give it right off the bat. Uh, Where's the best way to uh, find your video content that you're mentioning right now?
1: So the content I'm mentioning right now, the best way to find it would be my Odyssey channel because Odyssey – I've been backing all my stuff up on there since the beginning, and they've never removed the video. YouTube's taken over 700 of my videos, as you could imagine. So anything to do with 9/11 or the last three years is definitely not on my YouTube, but it's all on my Odyssey, and it's on playlists. Make it real easy too when you go there. So um, Odyssey dot or whatever it is backslash you know Brian S Staveley on Odyssey. Brian S Staveley. I just use my full name pretty much everywhere. So if you go to Odyssey and search my name, you'll find it. just go to go to playlists.
0: And if they uh, if they type in dose of reality, will that uh, will get them there too? Like if they obviously that uh, Brian S Stavely is your name, but like uh, can they type that in and we'll go right to it too? Because you know how you know people are these days. So
1: yeah, it might, it might, it might, okay. it might not. I'm I'm not sure. I know on YouTube that helps, but on Odyssey, I don't know because okay. I don't have it in my in my hashtags on Odyssey, so it actually might not.
0: All right, but, good point, good point. Yeah. Um, I love how you brought up the rabbit holes that you went down of uh, disinformation. Can we get into that for uh, for a second here?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, what have you found that uh, – I'm just I'm curious Um, because well, I have my own, my own ideas about, like, what could be uh, sinful and what
1: isn't, you know? Well, you know, we'd probably have to start with 9-11 and what my views on 9-11 actually are. Um, okay,
0: yeah, let's – yeah, perfect, perfect.
1: So – you know digging into nine eleven for uh a few months, really, really heavy, and you know I, I was doing a lot of podcasts, I was on a lot of forums, talking to a lot of people. Um, it didn't take me too too long to uh, come to the conclusion that the media had fabricated footage of the airplanes, okay and I'm not talking about pen- the, just the Pentagon in Shanksville, I'm talking about in New York City and that was obviously a very taboo topic that i saw a lot of what we now know as gatekeeping a, a blatant gatekeeping of all around me by all sorts of people um but this, you know the thing is even uh, guys that are willing to go far enough to get to the what they call no planes or whatever you know um <clears throat> Or the a lot hologram, of people,
0: the hologram crowd is that what you mean? Yeah,
1: no, I just mean a lot of people will stop at the planes, and it's like, so where do you think oh. the fakery where do you think the fakery stops? Because when you start to dig more and more into nine eleven, there's some things that you're gonna find that are going to be absolutely astounding, like well, yeah. twenty six hundred missing death certificates. No video of anybody at all streaming out of the towers. We've seen people in dust in street scenes and stuff like that. Um, if you go and look at the memorials for the 9/11 victims, the September, uh, the Voices of September Memorial and the CNN Memorial, they're a complete photoshopped, absolute garbage mess. Okay. Um, and then more and more. So there's a guy who wrote a book, right, in 1999, and his name's Eric Darton, and he was talking about the occupancy of the towers, and they were already down to about 20% at the time. Now here's here's something I'm going to relate going forward to uh, to what's been going on the last three years. So you you see uh, we try and talk to the quote unquote normies or the NPCs about it, and one of the first points you could bring up is like, go check the hospital. Like there's nothing going on, right? No, like there's nothing going on. And this yeah, is
0: Jason Goodman with the uh, the empty hospital videos that started yeah. getting t-
1: taken down. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I've done I've done the same. Now, here's the thing. COVID is worldwide, right? I mean, obviously, we don't need to go oh, yeah. you know, explain that. So 9-11, it's a worldwide agenda, but the where it actually all took place with the exception of obviously the Pentagon, but primarily it's all in one city in New York City, right? Yes. Dude, dude I can show you guys videos of several hospitals in New York City that day, that night, nothing going on. Just people whistling Dixie. So <clears throat> when you look more and more into this, you can also you, there's there's some there's some photographs that have turned out. Um, a couple of them I wasn't originally the first person that dug them out, but I did get some off uh, this place that was called uh, Lyra.com. It was the actual architectural firm that looked over the construction of the towers. And yeah. there were shots there were shots of the towers that, man, you could see clear through. That there were not these, these, there were not these fully furnished floors all the way throughout the building. Now, here's the thing to consider. So, and, and I'll, I'll try not to make this too too long. Okay, here's the thing to consider though. What I'm postulating is that this was just like what's been going on the last three years, just like the moon landing, just like everything else. Like they show you fake pictures of, of the Apollo missions and then they come with the bullshit rabbit trail excuses, I'm sorry. Uh they come with the BS rabbit trail excuses of uh, you know, uh well, they they really went, but you know, we couldn't show you the real footage and all this. It's it's all it's all the same, it's all the same charade. So I've heard that before too, yeah. So so h- here's the thing, right? Like you hear all these theories like was a directed energy weapon. It melted all the debris, vaporized it. It was thermite. It was mini nukes. It was this. It was that. And and one reason a lot of those theories are there is to push fear. Another reason those theories are there is to explain away why. In any of the videos or photographs of Ground Zero, where's all the debris, dude? Where's all the thousands of miles of phone cord, the thousands of safes, refrigerators, desks? All this stuff is just not there. So yeah. Ockham's Razor for a minute. Was it a magical weapon that evaporated all the people and all the contents, or is it possible the contents just were never all the way put in there and never fully furnished? Then the next thing people will say is, well, what do you think? The people all got a phone call the night before. There'd be whistleblowers everywhere. No, I don't think people got a phone call. I don't think they were all the people working in the building. Now, legitimate businesses in the towers for sure, windows of the world on the roof, the observation deck on the other tower, Okay. But you know what else there was there? There was a subway that went through the basement of the World Trade Center that brought hundreds of thousands of people a day. And what would those people be dressed like? Well, they'd be dressed just like people that work in the towers. So you got foot traffic going in and out. You have real elevators that go up, but they skip huge amounts of floors and take people right to the top so people can get real tickets, really go into the observation deck. But it was another. it was just a big, huge magic trick. And this is not something like now. It's kind of like, oh, you can call a... A shooting, or, you know, uh, are these things fake now? It, this was very taboo back then, so I didn't just like, I'm not just saying this because, hey, I think everything's fake now, so that must be as well. Um, d- dig into the witnesses. Dig, d- like, there's so many staged witnesses all over the place. It, they're not staged because the real event went down, and then they staged act- actors all around. There's actors all around because it's a staged event. Now, if you think about it, and people want to think everybody in the world is evil, It's not really the case. Just like if you walked across the street uh, and talked to your neighbor, you could probably have a barbecue with them rather than some like racial controversy going down that the media would want you to believe, right? That's the reality of the situation. So let's just say I'm running 9-11 on the ground. Like I'm some federal agent guy, whatever, and I got to get like 100 boots on the ground to do whatever, seal a perimeter, put explosives, whatever it is. I walk up to them and I say, hey, we're going to do this, blah, 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 for the good of the country. We're gonna compensate you and your family, this, that, and the other. But you know, a couple thousand people might die here today under this rubble. Dude, nobody's gonna go along with that. Now think about it. You walk up to these same hundred federal agents, you don't even gotta give them extra compensation. You guarantee them a hair is not gonna get hurt. These guys are government bootlickers, and this is also why you don't have real whistleblowers. Because if you really if if one person dies, you murder one person. You're going to have real whistleblowers come out that have guilt because of the death on their conscience later on. you know. Um, so even if people don't agree with me, I think everybody has to at least look down these avenues. Um, so my take is 9-11 was used to play the truth movement. So follow me here. Like people wake up to 9-11. Right? Say right now you guys walk up to ignore me and you bring up Tower 7 conversation, right? They're not going to know what the hell you're talking about. You know who will? The truthers will. But you know what else you probably don't know? That didn't just air on the BBC 20 minutes early. That aired on like four or five different stations, just not big known ones. Um, because you know, I, they got wanted- one,
0: I, I got one right for you right now that I found that it was really curious. CNN reported it at 1045 in the morning. And a wow. guy named Dodds, uh, his last name was Dodds, uh, reported it on the air that a third building uh, – it was almost fifty stories went down, so that's when I think building personally. That's when I think Building Seven was supposed to come down, like in the aftermath of uh, the North Tower. Personally,
1: so, so check this out. Do you know what the death toll was allegedly? You know, by their story in yeah, number seven?
0: changed so many
1: different times. Uh,
0: that officially now, it's accepted that it's about three thousand
1: people. But no, that, no, I'm like, saying I'm saying just in that building in Building Seven. It's supposed to be zero. <laughs> exactly. So think about what I'm saying. So they didn't they didn't slip and air that footage. They planted that footage for the truthers. So then they'll run around saying things like three planes can't take two planes can't take down three towers. Right? They're all right, saying yeah. that backing yeah. up the myths of the plane. But here's the other thing: if what I said is true, you know, you know about fabrication of all these deaths. Right? And and You know, if some of the ways you could come to these conclusions is digging through things like the Victim Compensation Fund, the memorials, things like this, right?
0: That's a reoccurring thing even with the shootings as well. And it's the same same person that's in charge of uh, a lot of these. Um, They made a movie about it, about this guy. And Michael Keaton, of all people, played him uh, about the cost of human life.
1: So if you're focused on Tower 7, are you ever going to dig through the victim memorials or any of this type of stuff? You're not because there's not even any victims allegedly in that building. Not everybody's going to get stuck and stay in that one thing, but a lot of people got pigeonholed there. They're still there. 13 years later from when I started my journey, I still see them they won't question the media fakery, they won't question the legitimacy of the tower victims, and they just keep yelling about building 7. You know, that's so I think that this event was used As a weapon against, you know, against the world, of course. So you weapon against putting everybody, you put everybody in fear. Do whatever they actually did when they went to the Middle East and and the poppy fields and all of this. We know about all of that. But I think it's also it took anybody that was on the edge of distrusting the government or anybody that was already there or distrusting the media, and it spun them into an ever ending state of fear over fabrication. Because if you think about it, right, so it's been 20-something years. If I go sit down with 20 family members and somehow nine eleven comes up, and I, I'm they, they know my take. But say it comes up and I can observe what they're talking about. They're not going to be as scared as if you see 20 truthers talking about nine eleven, right? Because the 20 truthers are talking about how the government dropped the buildings in broad daylight on people's heads. Right. And I think that the reason they don't do that stuff as well, there could be a few reasons. When one of them, first of all, you have – You're not going to have participation ongoing in these things if you're just doing that in broad daylight. You're also going to open a can of worms with real investigation coming from like wrongful death lawsuits and all sorts of investigation going on that's actually going to be kind of out of your control. You're not going to want to do that either, and I do think there might be some sort of like you know almost like some sick game they play or maybe it's some cosmic rule where – because again, even with what's been going on the last three years, right? They still never came to your house, kicked your door in and stuck something in your arm. It was done by consent. Now, these people were deceived, and they were tricked into the decisions they made, and people had to face a lot of unfair things like maybe even losing their job. I'm not trying to de- uh, you know minimize any of that, but ultimately they consented to it, and you know what happened with 9-11? Okay, so what am I saying? Well, they didn't really do that, but still, oh, it's still really evil, and what they happened is how many people signed up for war and went and died in war after they consented and signed up and then became… Medical experiments or whatever the government wanted to freaking do to them you know so my take my take is all those ideas are just rabbit trails for you to validify the event as long they don't care if you think it's nineteen hijackers mini nukes a directed energy weapon as long as you think thousands of people died in New York that day that's why they'll even give you you know Shanksville and the Pentagon It's cool to say there's no plane at the Pentagon in Shanksville but once you said it about New York, whoa I mean I even had one guy right? And, and and for people that are wondering, well, did the build, yeah, I'm saying the buildings went down that day. They went, I think they went down exactly the time they told you on the TV. I'm not convinced any of the footage they showed us is legitimate on the TV. Um, so there's one guy, he's interviewing me, right? Just to show you how the mentality works. Yeah. And he's, he, he has me on for what I thought was just a Mandela effect interview, because that's what I, I talk about a lot now. Well, in the middle of it, he just comes out of nowhere and he's like, yeah, I was in, uh, New York on 9 11. I said, oh, really? And he had no idea, like, that I talk like this, you know. And he's like, uh, yeah, I was there with my father at our apartment, and we saw the second plane hit the building. I said, oh, wait a minute. You say you saw the second plane hit the tower? Or you saw some smoke or something. You went in, and the TV told you it was an airplane. And he had to stop dead in his tracks. And he actually, kudos to him, he admitted to me that he just lied to me. And I said, you see how that works? You just lied to your whole audience of, like… 300 people in your live chat and say you saw the plane. This is how it works. And if you think about it, that's a lot of victims, right? 3,000, right? 2996 I think is where the number sits now. Um, Where where are all these people every September 11th posting pictures of their relatives that they lost in the towers or we had to get together for Uncle Jimmy? You don't see any of that, dude. It should be flooded on all your social media. Keep an eye out for it this year. You'll notice it's absolute – crickets but people will post all the dumbest crap you could imagine but yeah so that's where that's my take on nine eleven. i know we can't spend the whole show on that but i think it was important to uh to roll that out so you know where i stand i think this has uh been complete media psyop just like all the school events that happened after that just like what's happened in the last three years not in no. over here, here's the rabbit trails again ready it it, it was uh it was leaked from a Wuhan lab, or they it was the people getting sick from when they turned 5G on. In reality, yeah. the, the hospitals were empty. Nothing's going on but fear.
0: There was a lot of fear, yeah. And they were using uh, CBS got caught twice uh, airing footage from Italy of an over overcrowded hospital. And that, that came out in, like, New York Post and everything. and I remember that very clearly.
1: Absolutely crazy. I, I did some first and sec, second and third week of March. I filmed inside a few medical places, urgent cares, uh, completely nothing going on. And I sat there and had a conversation with this nurse. Uh, it's on my Odyssey channel for about 15 minutes, and she was so programmed by the TV. She she literally on video – she didn't know I was recording. She literally though on video told me that to not go visit my grandmother because I was going to kill her if I hugged my grandmother. She right. this is our own this is only in March this is the first weeks of it you know yeah. and then she's she's telling me that um she she has zoom dinner with her family but not even her extended family like the family in her house all stay in their own room and they go online and they eat dinner in front of each other over the internet but they live in the same house she told me that when they go and pick up her mother they like take a different car so they don't have the dead, all the family's germs yeah. infecting her and they just drive the car that the husband only drives for work and he and i'm like wow these people are so freaking gone um yeah. we went to the testing sites and of course they were empty the refrigerator trucks that they said had running in new york and one of my friends went there completely yeah. off they just I wanted anything.
0: to ask you that yeah if you got the refrigerator truck footage because uh came yeah. across that yeah
1: <clears throat> absolutely man it was absolutely ridiculous and uh you know just the idea that I could get on a plane and, and people are telling me like, oh, you can't fly. Flights are grounded. I'm like, I just went on Priceline. Like, what are you talking about? People just soak up the fear from the media. And of course, the media gets away with it. Um, <clears throat> man, there's no value in the mainstream media at all. That's my take. I, I know some people still think, oh, this well, analyze it for this. It's just absolute brainwashing. It's awful. Propaganda. Awkward. Yeah. Absolutely propaganda.
0: propaganda, dude. I wanted to ask you before we leave the uh the topic of 9/11 um Yeah. You remember the Harley Davidson guy?
1: Yeah, Mar- Mark uh, Humphreys. Yeah. Well, Mark yeah,
0: Mark Wallace, Mark Humphries, uh, yeah, yeah. He supposedly he worked for uh, Fox News at the time. Can you tell I don't know why like, I always,
1: I don't know why I always mix those names up too. And there was some confusion in the beginning, and I should get it, it straight. Attrib- but now, but-
0: both names were attributed to this individual. But yeah. For those that are not familiar, can you just tell them a little background on on that? Because that was eye opening. Before any of the, um, you know, when we came into the error, the error, the era of um, the hoax and everything. Uh, a crisis actors and stuff. This guy seems like such an actor at the time. And it was the first time I had ever come across something that I'm not saying he was, but uh, the way his demeanor and the way he acted and talked. Like, can you just tell people who I'm talking about?
1: They they interview this guy that's supposedly, uh, you know, just this guy that happened to be on the street in New York that day. And let's remember that, you know, what they say happened to the towers. It would have been the first time ever a steel frame building skyscraper collapsed like that. And this guy is out on the street before the official story comes out. Reciting the new ridiculous official story how the plane just – you saw the second plane just ream into the towers and then the towers fell mostly due to structural failure because the fire, the the jets is too intense. And it's like, whoa, what a script. Dude, I can show you guys dressed up as firefighters that were allegedly pulling people out of the debris that are just as bad as actors. Completely clean, no dust on them, dropping all sorts of keywords to try and trigger people. Um, and many, many times there's a, you know, they'll literally tell you, it, it looked just like a movie. It looked just like a movie. Many witnesses. And the reason they do that. It's the programming that they give you. So when you see something that doesn't look real, it looks like an action movie or something, you correlate that with reality. They still do it now. They do it all the time. There's so much of it in the 9-11. Not only that, there were multiple people that said it looked just like a Bruce Willis Die Hard movie. Completely ridiculous. Another thing too to look at, right? I can tell you this one real quick because people have these different emotional attacks. But what about the jumpers? That was definitely – real. No, you can see totally fabricated footage of that. But besides the fabricated footage and saying, oh, he's just calling everything fake, just look at the windows, the scenes of them coming out the windows. Okay, first off, the windows of the World Trade Center don't open and they were shatterproof. Okay, these windows have like a, a thing where they're all slid open, dude, and there's people people are coming out of them. And not only that, the windows of the World Trade Center were, you know, much larger, seven feet windows. Uh, it's obvious what they were showing uh was yeah, it was real actors playing out a scene, but not in New York City, stage set somewhere to look like that portion of the building mixed in with the rest of the fabricated footage and the fake planes. Now you mentioned holograms earlier. I think that's another clever level of disinformation. Because Me too. Me too. if you if if you just like so let's just say we we come to the determination that we don't believe the footage of Flight one seventy five, the second plane that hit the tower. Okay. Well, that's because it's computer-generated images made of the computer, and the media has it, and then they put it out knowingly. If we, if it's a hologram, right? Who are you gonna blame first off? Right. Because not only do you not know who to blame, what if some black budget military group that lets the media keep all their credibility because they say they were fooled by it, too. They just filmed it. It keeps all the credibility to the supposed street witnesses and all that. And one of the ways you can tell it's not a hologram because people say, well, the wing could disappear or it could go through the building if it's a hologram or CGI. Look at the trajectories of the different flights. They don't even match each other. It's not a real thing filmed in the sky. It's something made on computer software.
0: Yeah, I don't know what to make of all the footage to be honest with you. Um I mean there were like plane parts they found after the fact and there's debate about that of whether or not the engines were right for a seventy sixty seven and there's even uh photographs I remember seeing from Fox News of the engines on the street corners and it looks yeah. like an FBI van is like has its door open and it looks like they have like one of those dollies or something that A couple of the agents are like wheeling around,
1: (laughs) dude. It's it's laying on pavement underneath the scaffolding. It supposedly fell like ninety stories. Didn't even put as much as a pothole in the ground. And we're talking about the engine of an airplane, even if it was the right engine, which it wasn't. Right. And again, these are just these other little things they put you know they just dis- these aren't mistakes in my opinion. none of this is mistakes well crafted planned out event, and that engine, of course, in my opinion, was definitely planted there. They definitely leaked the tower seven stuff early on multiple stations in my opinion. all these different little diversions, but what you'll notice Just like what I noticed with a lot of the people, and this is what made me realize what somebody like Alex Jones was out there to do. They were out there to keep no planes. Why? Because once you realize – not for everybody, but you should come to the realization that once the media is fabricating something to the extent of airplanes on 9-11, you should never believe anything they ever say again. So the alternative media, the big dogs and the alternative media, they're not yeah. really against the mainstream media. They're still trying to keep you in the left, right, and they're still trying to get you to believe that these events are real. They're just telling you completely different motives and blaming different people and, and all of this stuff.
0: And I, uh, I happen to agree with you when you say that uh, a bunch of this stuff was released on purpose uh, in a sloppy way to get researchers and other people going like, well – what, what was that about? You know, uh, yeah. I, I have a feeling a lot of events that come after 9-11 had similar things put out on the air, like on purpose, that were like questionable. Like you know, whether you yeah. got people laughing or you got, uh, you know, coroners telling jokes at press conferences, you know, weird stuff. Yeah. And all part of a psychological operation to, to Trap people in, like real legitimate researchers, and get people fighting with each other, and like not wanting to even talk about the subject all, altogether, and making them lightning rod topics, you know?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. But, but on that note, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be cool. right back. are listening to get mad with chris graves
2: wallstreetwindow.com gold silver the stock market wallstreetwindow.com perhaps you're invested deeply perhaps you're not in deep enough maybe you're thinking about getting started wall street window.com. Michael Swanson the brilliant author of the war state understood these trends professionally for many years and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge wall street window.com. go there now go there now go there now you're listening to the Ocelli.com. Radio Network. Go ahead, Colin. Yeah, I'm interested in the truth about the JFK assassination. Right. Well, what do you want to know? Judy Baker's wild claims, Oswald girlfriends. He knew Ruby and Barry, cancer weapons. Really? I imagine I could claim I have four wheels. It doesn't make me a wagon, but okay. Oswald was on the kill team and trying to prevent the murder of John Kennedy. Come on now. Has a real effort on the JFK assassination Book into her claims? Go to Amazon.com, enter Judith Baker in her own words. You'll get results for a digital copy of a book where Walt Brown utilizes her own words and the known evidence in the case to get at well <laughs> a different perspective let's say you can get Judith Barry Baker in her own words from the author himself signed if you request it by contacting Dr. Brown at K-I-A-S-J-F-K at AOL.com it's a fun book and it actually dissects the many many fantastic claims Judith Barry Baker in her own words thank you for all the great information Denial, Secret Wars with Air Strikes and Tanks by Larry Hancock. Secret Wars became a staple of U.S. covert operations and are still happening today. Larry Hancock's book, In Denial, rips the cover off many of them. Using new files, it exposes things about the Bay of Pigs that no one has ever written about before. It shows why it really failed and why the United States did not learn from it. It also shows why other countries today are doing secret operations with more success. This is the book that puts what some want to deny into the light, into in Denial. Secret Wars with Air Strikes and Tanks. Larry Hancock. For more information, go to larry-hancock.com. Pick up your copy of In Denial at Amazon.com in digital or physical form. Philly.com. Revelation through conversation.
0: Welcome back to Get Mad with Chris Graves. I am Chris Graves, and my guest is Brian S. Staveley of the DOSA Reality Show. And we were just talking about media fakery. And we're going to we're going to go back into that and then we're going to
1: touch upon the Mandela effect. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking about 9-11 and, you know, of course, I could talk 9-11 for five hours. No problem. And I do it every anniversary, by the way. And uh, for anybody that wants to see more of this or see things visually that I'm talking about, I have all my videos are on Odyssey and all my podcasts going back 13 years. Are on my website, um, and you're on Rockfin too, right? That's yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm on Rock Rockfin, Rumble, uh, YouTube, uh, sometimes Twitch, always Facebook. Basically, I always stream to uh, try to stream to a YouTube channel if I have one available. You know how that goes. But I always stream always stream to Rockfin, and now also Rumble and Facebook. So uh, I'll just say because I know it gets confusing, uh, you guys. You know, it's the Dose of Reality Show. Uh, if you go to the Dose of Reality Show com. You can click my links and find all my platforms on one page. So I'll make that easy. Um, and I so
0: I'll have all of that in the show notes, too,
1: for everyone. Perfect. Perfect. And um, so while doing nine eleven, really deep, you know, I was really deep into it, you know, with the interviews and, and, and endless content and stuff for four to five years. But I didn't just do that, you know. Other things came up. Obviously, the thing in Connecticut, right? The Boston Marathon, and it was more of the same. And and and, you know, when I'm already to the the conclusions I have now on 9/11, I had within the first six, seven, eight months, right? As deep as I I think of a hoax it is now. So when those things came, my God, it was so easy to see through it. But I did spend a little time. I did cover them live. Uh, Sandy Hook as it was transpiring, uh, you know, I was broadcasting, I was posting all over social media and we were tearing this stuff apart. Um, you know, and then there's the other ones, Aurora and all this, but uh, yes, uh, yeah, and, uh, before,
0: before you go on, um, yeah, I just want to ask you because you were like, pretty much boots on the ground when it comes to reporting this stuff when it was happening in terms of the incident in Connecticut, because, uh, you know, if you say yeah. the actual name, that might even get you kicked off of YouTube, too. So uh, I'm, I'm trying to walk a tightrope here. Um, basically, did you, you have the fear of God put into you when they started doing all the the defamation suits and trying to make examples out of uh, research? No. Okay. Okay. No,
1: I really didn't because I looked at that as a scare tactic, just like I looked at the whole nonsense with Alex Jones flipping yeah. on Sandy Hook and that lawsuit, supposedly billions of dollars. That's just to scare people from speaking out, in my opinion. And people yeah. have said this to me over the years: if you call this fake, people are going to sue you. I'm like, okay, and I give them my name and tell them where I'm from and say, come sue me. Nobody's coming to sue me. I, I, that doesn't even come into my my thing at all. Um. Okay. Oh, and, and and also important to say, in 2011, someone mentioned to me, hey, you know, with this 9-11, blah, 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 but you should also take a look at the Apollo footage. So needless yes. to say, needless to say, it didn't take me more than a weekend to realize that that was complete nonsense, but I kept looking, you know, I didn't just say, okay, I've made up my mind. Uh, I right. kept looking at more of that. So on this journey, as these bang, bang events are rolling out, I'm also looking into satellites, the ISS, and uh, by 2013, I came to a determination that there's no space station up there. And then I started questioning, you know, shortly after, about where we actually were compared to what they say. Um, have you
0: have you ever uh, read the, uh, the series of articles called "Wagging the Moon Doggy" by uh, the late Dave McGowan? Yes. Yes. Okay. What just out of curiosity, uh, what was your take of of his research when it came to the Apollo missions?
1: Oh, it seemed pretty good, but this was uh, so long ago that I that I looked at it, you know, and probably not thoroughly. So I probably can't comment too much on it, and that's not what first came into 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 my eyes to help me look at it. But um, there was a doctor. He
0: broke it down pretty well. That's, uh, oh, yeah. That's why, that's why I bring it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't come to that so much later, though. Okay. Um, so then in uh, 2014, uh, 2015, uh, right around then is when I um, became aware of the Mandela effect, right around the end of 2014 and early 2015. Um, I think it's important to note also around this time, I, I was burnt out at looking at stuff that I knew was fake fear, but, uh, you know, I, I knew I had a role to show this stuff to people and whatnot, but, right. you know, sometimes this has to be about, uh, I mean, you have to put your, your own journey kind of near the top of the list as well. And I'm not going to stay focused on, on that and focus my energy on that. And it came at at a perfect time where uh, I'm coming into this awakening that, okay, well, they lied to us about, all these events they lied to us about the moon landing, they lied to us about where we are in the universe. they lied to us about space travel um, and then the Mandela effect, which is something completely different because now you know we're dealing with something that's on a you know for lack of a better term I mean a supernatural supernatural level, and you know it's funny because a lot of people that won't a lot of people will go deep into they'll they'll go deep into things like 9 eleven or, or flat Earth or or oh, yeah. you know these these fake events and they completely shut down and act like the NPCs they ridicule once it comes to the Mandela effect. see I'm at a point in my life where I trust my intuition, I trust my experiences I trust my observations, I trust my senses and when yeah. it comes to the Mandela effect, this self-doubt comes over everybody. And it's really, really crazy. So for people that aren't really that well-versed in the Mandela effect or just think it's this superficial thing where movies are being changed or Bibles have different translations or companies and and products and logos are are changing names and and, and images, that's not what this is. Now, I'm not denying that that goes on in the world, but that's not what this is. So when I tell you something like – hey. You know What did Mr. Rogers used to say every day when he came through the door? What did he sing? You ask anybody that, and I do this to people on the street and film them. I walk up to them about Bible changes, all of this. It's all on my channels. Mirror, Um, mirror on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you ask him, Mr. Rogers, they'll say, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Well, he's never said that now. Now it's always been a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Now we're not saying they just changed the intro. I'm telling you, if you have it recorded on a VHS tape and you pop it in, it's going to say this. And then after that Mandela effect happens, oh, people telling us – you know, the the major media and stuff trying to say we're all misremembering this and that. Sony Pictures comes out and names the movie, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, after the original theme song. But the original theme song, he comes through the door and says this. It's like the Mirror Mirror too. Here's a really good example. I'm glad you brought that up. Because not only is that something where 100 percent of people basically if you ask them, right, what did the witch uh, – the queen say in the mirror in Snow White? Without hesitation by the way, mirror, mirror on the wall they're going to say, right? Well, it's always been magic mirror now and yeah. not only like – like, so I, I use the analogy. I could lock 100 people in a grocery store and ask them this, right? And and not only that, if, if, we're, if people are misremembering, how is everybody misremembering the same exact thing word for word in unison? Example after example after example, and where's the variation? Like, where, and not only the variation of of the mistake. Like, there should be other words mixed in, right? right? Where is the uh, where's the balance? Like, why is it like, like there should be more people that remember the current reality? Is what I'm saying. And there's damn near none of them. There's damn right. near none of them. You know, uh, walk up to anybody and ask them the most famous type of avocado. If they don't say anything real fast, tell them starts with an H. They're all going to tell you Haas. It's never been Haas now. Now it's always been Haas with a double S. Yet stores like Walmart and Kroger's, their POS systems aren't even updated yet. They still have Mandela Effect residue, which is what we call the leftover physical evidence, in their receipts. You can go there, buy a Hass avocado. That's what the sticker from Hass is going to say on it, right? But right. they'll ring you up, and the receipt will print you up H-A-A-S still. Uh, really re- – Really, really wild. Uh, Bible changes. You know, you ask anybody, and I do this to pastors and preachers on the street. Okay. Yes. You ask anybody, and the Book of Isaiah: What animal lied with the lamb? So I'll hesitate for a second for anybody listening, and I already know you already have in your head, guys, and you're all thinking lion, of course. Like what a dumb question. (laughs) But now it's never been the lion, and it's always been the wolf. Yet, yet hundreds of millions of people. All think it's the lion. You know, there's other animals in the Bible. Why isn't why isn't there no variation? Why does everybody think it's the lion when it's always been the wolf? Why are there stained glass windows with a lion and lamb everywhere? Uh, uh, there's little, there's churches named it, restaurants named it, the endless ornaments, merchandise, trinkets. Uh, every pastor and preacher, I have videos showing just hundreds of them quoting it. You know, and for all different reasons, we have them doing it in Hebrew. I mean we have everything people are asking for as far as evidence, and people bury their head in the sand over this. There's a big one for me, and I, I don't want to stay on the Bible for long, but there's one more I want to address because I cover this one a lot, <clears throat> and that's Matthew 18:20 20 with two or uh, – if you're familiar with this one.
0: I, I'm i not familiar with this particular one, but I know there was a bunch in the Bible now,
1: which were oh, really – dude, complex. there's so many. There's yeah. so many, but th- it used to say where two or more are gathered in my name, there I'll be in the midst. Yes. So what what it's saying is the presence of God will be there where there's a gathering. Just before what rolled out three years ago rolled out, the Bible got Mandela affected on that verse, and it now says where two or three are gathered. As in like a limited gathering. And then who were the first people to limit gatherings? It was the churches. So it seems like warnings and messages, the wolves in sheep's clothing, right? Warnings and messages are coming through this Mandela effect. And it's not only doing it in the Bible. It's doing it through music, Um, like the the California Dreaming. I get down on my knees and I began to pray. Now it says I get down on my knees and I pretend to pray again. Yeah, that's a weird one too.
0: Yeah. Well, they're all weird, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Uh, it, and now, uh, it, also, Desi Arnaz apparently never said, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. Apparently, that never was uttered on I Love Lucy, people are trying who, to say.
1: Who never said it?
0: Desi Arnaz, you know,
1: like. Yeah, uh, well, good, yeah, yeah, good luck with that because I just dropped another one on you. He's never been Desi Arnaz now. Now he's Desi <laughs> Arnaz. There's no E in his last name anymore. It Two was, men dealt with him. Desi Arnaz. Wow. Lots of changes. Joel Olstein. Everybody thinks he's still Joel Olstein. He's always been Joel Osteen now. Uh he Charles was... – the guy that writes the Peanuts books. What's his name? Charles Schultz. Not anymore. What is his name? Now? now it's Charles M. Schultz. No T in his name. Famous oh. toy store in New York City. It's in the movie Big. It's featured. It begins with an F. Oh, F.A.O. Schwartz? Never existed. That lost the T as well. Another German name change that lost the T before the Z. You see the patterns here? F.A.O. Right. Schwartz. F.A.O. Schwartz now. There's a whole string. My biggest Mandela effect is called Black Tom. Are you familiar with that?
0: No, but I know Black Peter, the Santa's uh, evil helper there. But not
1: Black Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's hilarious because when I say Black Tom, people are like, "Who the hell is he?" You know, it's not; it's an event. It's not a, a person. Um, okay. But check check this out. So, you guys looked at like nine eleven and stuff, and and uh, w- one of the things we were always told in school and in like the nine eleven documentaries, and even in the mainstream nine eleven era, was nine eleven was the second major foreign attack on U.S. soil. What was the first?
0: Yeah, I looked into that. Now it was like what, ni- like nineteen eighteen or something, and that's why the uh, Statue of Liberty was like uh, in going up into the torch is like off limits now. Am I uh, am I kind of in the right area? Yeah, here? oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. So I was always told it was Pearl Harbor, but now it's Black Tom, which is the event you're speaking of. And yeah, now Black in this, Tom. Yep. Now in this reality, two German spies snuck in through New Jersey and blew off what they're calling now a million pounds of TNT in the largest quote unquote non-nuclear man-made explosion in the history of the world they blew it up in New York 120 injured 5 dead and the statue of liberty damaged so bad that nobody's ever been to the torch this and this happened in New York this and i
0: have decent. friends i have friends that will swear up and down that they it back in the 80s they had pictures taken being in the torch
1: and they'll yes, they'll
0: they'll swear over their children over it. I because say, well, they, where's they the did. photos? <laughs> yeah, that's that was one I looked into like right off the bat when I found out about the Mandela effect was the the torch, and even yeah, Ellis and... Island uh, being moved a little bit,
1: like the not location... even that it's yeah. I mean, the, well, the statue's never been on Ellis Island now, and and I well, I've yeah, no, well I know
0: bit. the Liberty Island, but I mean, even Ellis Island by itself apparently yeah. is like not in the same location.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of shifts like that. New York's really shifty. But please and,
0: uh, continue. Black Tom, now that you uh, spelled it out like that, yeah, that, I do remember researching that and being like, how the hell were we never ta- like taught about that?
1: And even you know? if people – here's the thing. Even if people want to say it was swept under the rug or hidden history or whatever agenda they're trying to use for an excuse, that does right. nothing <laughs> to explain the fact that we know people that have been in the torch and now that's impossible in this reality. Right, right. You know? I, uh, why, yeah, it's gigantic, no. dude. Uh, geography, I'll talk more about these German yes, attacks because there's a bunch. But what woke me up to it uh, originally, the first thing I saw was Berenstein and Berenstein. And I got the deal right away. I kind of understood what was going on, but I was still looking a lot at the NASA stuff. And it just took me a few months to really get into it. And then I was presented with geography and South America and Cuba and that whole deal with the Panama Canal completely yeah. blew my mind. Uh, because if you ask people what direction. You know, This is how I ask people. I say, hey, where is uh, South America in relation to North America? And they'll say, well, it's underneath it, right under it. And it's way over about 1,500 miles to the east out. And I'll say to them, what direction does the Panama Canal run? I even asked the guy this that was stationed there for six years. He brought it up in an interview that I was given. Uh, he had no idea where I was going. And he started talking in detail about how he worked in the canal. and He started telling how the locks work and all this. And I said, hey. What direction does the water run? He said east and west. I said you better check again because now it's basically north and south. It's got a little northeast-southwest thing going. It's not east and west now because the continent is so far over to the east that Central America no longer connects on the top. It connects on the left side of it. And on top of that, i asked ask people, where's Cuba in relation to Florida? And Tell me about its size. Yeah. Small island to the southeast of Florida. Well, now Cuba is as big as Florida. It's also so far west of Florida. It's east and west because it's so big. It's almost connected to Mexico. And you know what's interesting? So on Jeopardy the other night, my friend made a short video on this. They asked a question about what island is like blocking that waterway. That That's over there on that on that west side now where Cuba is because it's, it's like blocking a big part of the Gulf of Mexico. I forget yeah. how they worded the question. Nobody, everybody was completely stumped on something that should be the most basic geography for these Jeopardy people, right? But the reason they were stumped is because they all have the same memory we do. They don't have a recollection of any big island blocking off that waterway because Cuba was way off over to the east yeah. and it was small. This is and a big deal. So, so for I people saw, that say, I saw that,
0: I saw that Jeopardy the other night
1: myself. Oh, oh. Yeah. wow. Wow. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. And again, for people that say, well, you, you came out here a minute ago and said they're faking the space station and all that. Yeah. Th- I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not, this has nothing to do with fake imagery or, or, uh, different map projections or. This is a different with,
0: thing altogether.
1: Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if you believe in a globe earth or a flat earth or a concave earth or any of those ideas because we're talking about. Whatever you have in your house has also changed to represent the current reality so you can go pull a globe out of the basement that's been there for 30 years and the lands are going to be in the new positions and not where you remember them just like we just spoke about. And I actually got thrown into this situation at a family gathering uh, Thanksgiving 2019. I hadn't seen my cousin's kid in like five or six years. The kid's like 12 years old now. First thing he says to me when I walk in the door, he's like, I know about Pikachu's tail. I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, then my, my cousin says to his sister, tell them about Ed McMahon. So we go all into Ed McMahon. Then I start talking about geography, and she's like, so you're telling me if I go get the, a globe right now that it's going to – I said, you have one? She said, yeah, we got Corey's globe that's been in the basement. I said, go get it. And, of course, they got it. They brought it up. All the changes were represented on the, the, the globe that had been sitting there the whole time. <laughs> wild, dude. It's absolutely wild. Dude. It's much bigger than – just companies and logos and brands changing names. But again, this little kid woke up to the Mandela effect because of Pikachu. There's other people in my uh, community that have. My friend Nathan who there does – There is shows-
0: George in the tale.
1: Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, my friend that does uh, shows me a lot talking real deep about this. He's been trying to get his sister for seven or eight years to wake up to it. She finally woke up to it because the diarrhea medicine, as funny as that is, Imodium AD or ID, whatever it is, it lost an M. And she had a bottle in her purse, and she realized that there was no longer the the double M, and it was one M now. And that woke her up to to seeing and start actually questioning what's happening Uh, with this reality. So I'm I'm sure you must have a couple questions. I've been talking a lot. I want
0: to get like, I like when I was doing uh, my Mandela effect special um, last week or, uh, yeah, about a week and a half ago about that. uh, I was going into the, the various theories of like, what is responsible, what, you know, what's behind it and everything. And then of course you got CERN, you know, Messing with, you know, tr- with CERN trying to uh, create uh, black holes on Earth and, you know, making the God particle with the, uh, you know, what was it, the atom smasher down there. And there's that and there's also, you know, other explanations where, you know, people, it, it could be something where just everyone just has it wrong. I mean, th- that's out there too. And then uh, my thing personally is I think we, uh, we have doppelgangers and Alternate realities and alternate universes, dimensions, whatever, and you know people are going to be like, "Oh God, he's off the off the reservation." But I really do feel like that when we're dreaming, and I didn't get this from the Doctor Strange movie, folks. I have always felt like um, when we're dreaming, we're actually experiencing other our other selves in whatever realities they may be in. I I, I kind of gravitate towards that. But my question to you is. What do you think is responsible for this, or what's causing
1: it? Yeah, I love this question, and I I do like to start answering it by telling you what I don't think is responsible and why. Perfect. Um, So, and I like your ideas uh, uh, partly about what you were just saying. So,
0: well, I'll say one more. I'll say one more thing. I'm sorry to cut you off, but there's one other uh, element. I recently, not to name drop, but I was uh, a guest on uh, Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat Show. Yeah. And he, on the air, kind of blew my mind because I I was like, shame on me for not thinking, considering this before, just based on the research I've been doing for years. He brought up the idea that this could be, you know, a new kind of false memory syndrome, but in the high tech era, you know, making us question our 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 eyes and ears and our memories and things like that. And it could be just one big psychological operation now that they, you know, can pretty much memory hole and change things in the internet age. So I I meant to put that out there too. So,
1: yeah, well that one I I think is, Pretty much nonsense because we have so many things that are, are not just a line that we saw a few times in a movie or whatever. Even before yeah. we address the residue, some of this we have anchor memories built up around these experiences. That for me to think that that's just false memories, like if they made an argument for like that and we didn't scratch the surface too deep, yeah, Berenstein, Berenstein, and Curious George, you could maybe see that. But I know that the Volkswagen logo didn't have a break in it because I had a '97 Volkswagen Jetta GT. I would wash the back of my car I would order pots for it uh, it was something I thought about like this isn't something that could just be implanted uh, in right. a false memory in my opinion um, so the some of the other theories like I like what you were saying about what you think goes on in our dream state and to a big extent I agree but I don't think that that or us having possibly other uh, Doppelgängers, or maybe uh, even other instances of ourselves in, in other timelines, explains the Mandela effect. And the reason a lot of them don't work for me, uh, I'll start with uh, multiple universes, multiple timelines. Yes, uh, please. This is great. So for me, that doesn't work. Like, or we came from Sagittarius to Orion. The, a lot of people believe that. So if that was what was causing the Mandela effect, right? If if we came from one place and now we're in a different place. We would all have the same exact Mandela effects. Now, we share most of the same ones, but there are ones that we disagree on and how could that happen? Now, we also see incremental changes that happen in front of us, flip-flops that happen in front of us in this reality. So for me, for that reason, I'm not saying we could have never left one timeline and came to another or whatever. That could have happened right but there has to be a fluid reality that we reside in on top of it in my opinion so we're in like like it's
0: like there may have been like y2k may have actually happened and 9-11 never happened like in another reality you know i mean like that kind of thing is what i was
1: yeah yeah that that that, that could happen or maybe we could have even been uh in a different reality at one point and, and came to another but all i know is that for many years while experiencing this and observing it, this reality is is fluid, and also the re- for the residue, right? So if we came from one place and we say we all remembered these fifty Mandela effects the old way, and now we're here and fifty things are different, right? Why yeah. is all the residue Why is all the residue here? It shouldn't be here at all. Right. Same thing with time travel. This shouldn't be any residue, right? Not only that, we also need to remember. So if we came from one place, right, and then we came over here, right, and everything's different. That would mean the entire population of the world would have had to make that jump because it's not just us it's everybody in the world has the same memories as us because they all experienced it in this reality that's like that's like my take on it now so there's more to add to this of course so I think it's one fluid reality all right I think that's where we are um, now what's causing the changes so I don't think it's CERN I don't think it's d-wave computers uh, I don't think it's quantum computers. Or any of that, because all, you know what I've learned on my journey is these people want to think they have a lot more power than they do. Uh, they want to hide the supernatural, and if you see something that's of a supernatural level, they want to lay claim to it. And I think that's a, that's what they're doing. I don't think I don't believe in their quest for the <laughs> Cerns opening black holes or anything that they say that they're doing down there. I don't think of it. I'm not saying they're not doing anything, but for me, they're not changing reality. And on top of it, let's just say people disagree. And they say, I think they do have that technology, Brian. I think you haven't looked enough. But this, this Mandela effect not random. If it was all random, yeah, maybe something like that. And they rippled the fabric of time and whatever, right? But some of these Mandela effects, like we talked about, have such a, a coded message or pieces of a puzzle or personal ties to people. I don't yeah. think that it's random. So to sum it all up, I think it's coming from the creator of this realm. Now – Some people definitely think it's coming from Satan, but I come to find that out of all the people I know, basically all the ones that think it's coming from Satan are most of my Christian friends because probably they take great offense to what's happening to the Bible. But what if the changes in the Bible are to show you to stop idolizing the Bible and the word of God is in your heart and not written on a book that's been manipulated over the years and used to brainwash people? Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah. No, that (laughs) – that's definitely one way to go. I mean and, I'm, and, not and, really, I'm not cemented organ, in any of them. I don't really know yeah. to be honest.
1: But it, and it, if, if it's a bad force, right, where's the nefarious nature to it? Yeah, some of our favorite songs are ruined and all this crap, right? But so organs are moved. There's not chaos. The jet engines on airplanes are hanging off the wings now from the Mandela effect, but yet the pilots and the mechanics and everybody took some sort of consciousness update, just like the doctors did, to not, you know, mess all this up. So for me, that's that's coming from the creator. What I think is coming from the other side is all, you know, first of all, there's all the disinformation, of course, to tell you it's false memory and all this nonsense. Now, we also know when we bring these up to people and ask them, hey, Who's who's the guy that uh who's the guy that uh what company did Ed McMahon work for right? So without hesitation they're going to tell you publishers. Clearinghouse right?
0: That's my favorite one yeah to be honest yeah because <laughs> it's yeah, the creepy,
1: and- creepiest one to make is I don't know why. Oh, dude, and he's from my hometown as well, and that's like the biggest Mendel effect ever. Uh But you know, they're all going to say without hesitation, publishes Clarence House. Nobody's going to say what it's actually always been. Now, what's going to happen is when you tell them, no, it's always been American Family Publishing. This is Amanda. Oh, you know, I must have been misremembering. I get that. Most of that is from all the indoctrination and the self-doubt. But there's another level to this where I think at times when you're really about to snap somebody out of it, um, I think these people are prone to have their consciousness infiltrated and I think that comes from the other side to get them to not see this. Um, I've had some experiences that are interesting. I went to a piano bar in Pensacola, Florida about six months ago. I was throwing a meetup down there. We went to a piano bar. We're sitting there for like 10, 15 minutes and I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to request some songs that I know a Mandela affected and see what these guys do, right? So first, first I requested... I requested Mr. Rogers, right? Now, they also have laptops in front of them to look at lyrics, right? But I requested yeah. Mr. Rogers, and you guys know the deal. Mr. Rogers, right in the beginning, it it says the wrong line. It's supposed to say it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, but it's always this now, right? Dude, when they took this paper up, I watched these guys and the confusion come over their face. They started passing it around. They avoided singing the Mr. Rogers song, which would have been great for that great atmosphere for that piano bar. Like literally just ignoring the tip that I gave with it, ignoring the song, kicking the can down the road, right? And then I'm like, wow, this is pretty crazy. So then I I, I put in for the Jewel song, Who Will Save Your Soul, because now it says Who Will Save Your Souls through most of the song. Right, so the guy eventually starts playing the Who will save your soul, right? And he's in, dude. I, all I can say is it looked like this guy got possessed because he's looking at the screen. He's, he's. You can see the confusion on his face, and he's singing soul, soul, and then he's starts going back and forth souls. Then he looks at me, dude, and he points at me, and he turns to me in the middle of this piano bar, the piano player. He says, you're not going to get any salvation in this church, and then he goes back to playing his song, and I'm like, whoa. This is on video too, by the way. I I always try and record everything. Dude, it was crazy, and then we realized he was never going to play my Mr. Rogers, right? So our original plan was to go to the karaoke bar, which was basically across the hall anyways. I go to the karaoke bar. Five minutes later, my buddy Steve comes running over. He's like, you got to see this. Those guys got off the stage. When they got off the stage, they had the the replacement guys that come in on their break. Those guys played Mr. Rogers, and they sang it the old way, which we all remember. And this is all on video. (laughs) So I think something came over that guy because I was really starting to crack his mentality with this. I think he was infiltrated uh, for a brief time. And where did that statement come from? That's like it was spooky, dude. What do you mean? This is this is a piano ball? What do you mean? I'm not gonna get any salvation in this church. And he did like this thing where he like waved his hand around like it was really strange, dude. And
0: this is all on video and people can see this on Odyssey
1: yeah. and everything, right? Yeah, all on video. I um I I walk up to pastors and preachers. Uh, often I go to California. That's where I took all my flights to. I see my friend out there. Um and when I'm out there I really do get in the mood to talk to people. And I talk to a lot of people preaching on the street with the Bible, and I just roll over these people with Bible changes. I don't mean that in a in a rude way. Like I'm very nice to them, and I try and get them to see how important right. this is. But I mean, I, I'm like batting a thousand for like ever, you know, on every Bible change they remember. You know, I asked them what animal lied with the lamb. I got three guys opening their Bibles at the beach, completely blown away. You know, what I mean, there's Jehovah Witnesses in my my town over here. I went over there and talked to them uh, not too long ago, filmed them. Of course, they remembered the lion and now it's the wolf. Will li- uh, The wolf will live with the lamb for a while. That's what it says in the uh Jehovah's – I think it's the New World Translation. I think it's called. Um, just trying to open people's eyes. Trying to open people's eyes to this because no matter where you think it's coming from, or for like these people with the Bible changes, like you, uh, with the Bible, you hold the Bible near and dear. You believe a book of supernatural stories, but now the supernatural's here, and you're going to ignore it. You know, no, no matter how you interpret it, whether you think it's God or Satan or AI or CERN or take your favorite uh, theory, uh, this yeah. is very profound. This is the the craziest thing I've ever seen. The most interesting topic ever, and it's so deep and so layered and dude we, we, we don't have the time but i mean we could go through like a thousand changes tonight if we wanted to you know it's endless
0: you Now, what what do you make of uh i think it's uh her name was fiona broom or still yeah. the, unless yeah. that changed. <laughs> um she doesn't want to talk about the mandela effect which no. she, she coined that term um and she won't do any interviews where she'll talk about that and that's well, offense to her, but that's all I'd really want to talk to her about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have anything good to say about her. I, do, I don't okay. think she's just a propped up name that they use. She every once in a while, she'll pop up on coast to coast AM out of the blue. Uh, last time she did, she talked about Mandela Effect for about 10 minutes and then it turned into a top story about fairies in her yard and all this. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And, and her website always seemed like it was like an intentional dead end. It was always down and, and all of this. So let me just tell you this, like. I'm not. I I, I'm one of the more vocal people about this topic. I cover it probably more than anybody, but I'm not one of the first ones. You know, kind of the second wave of people. First wave will kind of like, on YouTube, you know, 2016. I'm like uh, 2018, but I can tell you this: myself, everybody I know, including all the people that were here before me, people that have come in recently, not one person has ever had a conversation with this Fiona Broom entity. Not one legit person that I know.
0: So oh, wow. that's right. so, that so, that so I'm not uh, off base. Okay, so I'm... none of us not, have
1: talked to her. None okay. of us,
0: because I really happened. wanted to get her on uh, on the show, <laughs> and uh, when I saw that, I'm like, well, what's the point then? Like, if you're not going to talk about the thing that you're famous for, it makes no sense. But when yeah. you're telling me about how the piano players, <laughs> you know, he's like saying these things and uh, kind of snapping out of some kind of, you know trance or reality or whatever. Yeah, it puts that in perspective, you know, that that person. But well well now we're just winding down, what would maybe you already mentioned it, but what, what would you say would be the most mind bending uh Mandela effect for you personally? And maybe you already mentioned it.
1: Well uh for me black Tom is up there. Ed McMahon's up there. Uh, yeah. But also my my neighborhood that before I moved down here to North Carolina three years ago, the neighborhood I was living in completely changed. And I have a series of videos on that. Um, and it's actually – even though it's a personal type of change, it's actually something big enough and with enough evidence. You don't need to be from there to, to resonate with this. And I documented this and uh, it was called Centerville. And uh, the name changed to Centralville. Of course, it changed on all the old maps and a stone monument changing is actually what made me realize it. But the crazy part is you would figure if I'm going to go out and talk to people in in Lowell, which is the name of the city, uh, the neighborhood Centerville, and I'm going to go out and talk to them, they're going to tell me it's Centralville, right? And they're just going to take the update, and it's always been Centralville. That's not what happened. Everybody still, four years later, just about everybody still thinks it's Centerville. I even called every cap company in the city, every business that's staring at the monument that now says Centralville. They're all telling me Centerville, Centerville, Centerville. People can Um,
0: can see this picture on your Twitter as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the picture of me is in front of the monument, but the monument's the new way, obviously. Um, But I called City Hall. Um, Dude, even. The city of Lowell recently put a dog park in the neighborhood, which has now always been Centralville. They called the dog park the Centerville Dog Park, dude. I'm not even kidding you, dude. After all this, after I've documented all this, do you know the famous author Jack Kerouac? Yeah, I've been
0: to his grave in
1: Lowell. That's right. If you look in his old books, he's from Centerville. And it's says Centerville and his books, not Centralville, which has always been now in this reality. So you that's a pretty mind-blowing one for me right there.
0: Now I got to go back and check the pic- – I had someone take a picture of me in front of his grave. Is his, uh, is his name even Jack Kerouac anymore?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I did know? a video not too long ago showing a couple of his books that had the residue in it. Um, so I should explain residue real quick. I know – Uh, We didn't really talk about that for people. I know you get it. But when we say residue, what we mean is when there's a Mandela effect, the official version of something will change in all instances of it all through time. But all the other stuff around it usually will remain the same. So if people do drawings, uh, people get tattoos, people do parodies, people make cover songs, newspaper archives that are scanned and uploaded. We have hundreds of years of residue, uh, particularly about a lot of these Bible changes. Uh, I got residue on the line and the Lamb going back 800 years dude i mean we have so much actual proof that this is happening and earlier we talked about Mira Mira, how, how that's such a strong mandela effect here's something a lot of people don't know Mira Mira, also with forrest gump you can find this and i'm sure many other movies i haven't checked yet with the mandela affected lines but if you watch Mira Mira, snow white if you watch snow white um in german in russian in italian And I'm sure other languages I haven't checked. I'm not going to say every language. Uh, In those languages, where they're dubbed over, now what's a dubbed over movie? Well, it's the original video, but not the original audio track. Now remember, it's the audio that's Mandela affected, right? When those movies are dubbed over in those other languages, guess what? They still say Mira Mira. Forrest Gump still says life is like a box of chocolates even though it's always been was now in this reality. So the residue still sits in the dubbed over versions because they're done in a different person's voice or also because when it was done, it was done before the change happened maybe and it got preserved because it's not the official thing. It's a dubbed over audio track. That's pretty
0: significant. That's huge. Yeah, there's one that comes to mind for me with uh, Ed McMahon even. And it was a clip that's on YouTube to this day of Johnny Carson going on David Letterman's show and handing him a oversized, huge um, Ed McMahon Publishers Clearinghouse check as a joke. And it's, yeah, it doesn't make any sense now of what we know about you know him not eh. actually work, working for there supposedly and all that. But that's kind of a residue thing too. I always noticed. <laughs>
1: Well, that's a huge one, and why doesn't it make any sense? Well, beside the reason you just said, also Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon, intimately tied for 30 years. Ed McMahon was his fucking exactly yeah. and, and then on top of that, dude, people say, well, we want to hear Mandela effects coming straight out the people's mouths that the change came from. Well, that's pretty hard to do, but you know what? It has happened, and Ed McMahon has a rap video that he did in 2009 with FreeCreditReport.com. Yes, this 90-year-old man is rapping. And in his rap video, dude, he's driving around in a white van that looks just like the Prize Patrol band. And his <laughs> lyrics, he's rapping about how he needs to go back to people's houses and collect back the giant check he gave them. And he goes and rings their doorbell and asks them back for the giant check. Well, he's never given anybody a giant check at their house in this reality. <laughs>
0: exactly yeah there's a there's a couple of different videos with ed mcmahon that i'm like hmm, makes me go all right well uh, this has been fascinating brian and uh will you come back
1: oh yeah dude i'll come back at uh any any time and for sure dude this was awesome. a good talk Yeah, yeah.
0: so let everyone know uh once more i'm gonna have a, i'm gonna have all the links in the show notes when it gets posted in a, a day or two as a podcast But I just let everyone know right now live on the air here um, how they can contact you if you want to be contacted and how they can check out your work one more time.
1: Uh, Yeah, sure. So the easiest way to check me out or to contact me or whatever, if you just go to doseofrealityshow.com, right? Not the, but just doseofrealityshow.com. That will bring you to all my links. Um, but if you, you know, another way you can find me is by typing my full name on basically any video platform. Like I said, I'm always on Rockfin on one of my many YouTube channels, uh, uh, Facebook and Rumble, and it's Brian S. Stavely on all my main channels. Um, I have a, my Odyssey channel is the best place to find all of my content uncensored, but obviously the view counts aren't really reflective of anything, you know, because I just upload there as a backup. So some videos might have thirty views or a hundred views, uh, but that's my archive, and you can search through everything there. Playlists are there on the last three years on 9-11 interviews, uh, Mandela Effect interviews. I have a Mandela Effect shortlist with one hundred and twenty four videos on it. Um, each one is about one Mandela Effect. I think they're the hundred, like my hundred biggest ones, and I break them down. Uh, completely. Um, so again, Brian S. Staveley on every platform, S-T-A-V-E-L-E-Y. Uh, or if you want to get all my links and emails and everything in one place, go to doseofrealityshow.com. Doseofrealityshow.com and click the My Links page. And I'm and leaving and a th- link to my a, website in the chat right now. Okay, yeah, and you have a Patreon too, right? Oh, yeah, I have Patreon as well, Brian Stavely on Patreon.
0: Yeah. okay that, this has been awesome and uh, i can't wait for us to talk again um everyone i hope you enjoyed it as much as i have and uh we'll talk again soon yeah yeah thank you all right hold on brian all Right.